How does one frame a masterpiece? If it's a painting, some wood and gold leaf will do. But what about a masterpiece of the edible variety? Like Boar's Head Oven Gold Turkey. Crafted from a family recipe, seasoned with savory spices and then slow roasted until it's fork tender and brimming with flavor. So, what could frame such a masterpiece? Perhaps a little bread would do. Boar's Head. Compromise elsewhere. Neon Black, I'm Shane Gilmore. And I'm Ryan Jaso. We're joined by Seb Weber today. Mr. Sebastian Weber. The worst Brit alive. Worst sports Brit alive. Worst anything that has to do with his country other than... No. Talk about the Beatles. He was pretty hyped on the royal wedding. True. He was hyped on the royal wedding only because an American married in. <laughs> he's so happy Is he to be... defected? I think he's defected. <laughs> he's defected completely from... He's an expat at this point. <laughs> He doesn't vote in anymore. <laughs> doesn't proxy vote. Um, today we discuss, we, 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 we kind of get in this weird argument about um, Elon Musk a little bit. I, I understand, like I don't have the facts behind me to argue that he's, he's a fucking weirdo and I don't, but there's just something that doesn't sit right with him. Like the way he looks, and that, that's the worst thing to say in the world. Yeah. He looks like a fucking villain. He... I, you guys had all the facts behind you, and I'm not. I'm conceding that I was not. No, like, I, 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 but it was just like, man, something's just not adding up here. It's definitely an interesting argument that we get into regarding. Even though I full, I if I was a betting man, I would bet that he's right when he accused the diver of being a, a, a pedo. <laughs> no, he's not, and he apologized for that. Today, yeah, he apologized to him, but he didn't just pull that out of his ass. Like I said, there's there's a there's a there's a long history of weird shit that goes down in Thailand. I think. I think Elon's problem is like most billionaires' problems is there's a massive ego there. And when things don't go his way, he acts out in a way that you shouldn't do when your company is publicly traded and you're a massive Even though it goes against like we have this like, you know, quote unquote like fuck you money. And like, so that's the point. He he definitely has fuck you money. Yep. Uh, But but it doesn't always work out for you. and then, well, I think in 2018, people just yeah, call you out for being an asshole. In 2018, you were absolutely you're not allowed to be an if asshole. If Elon Musk was around in the 90s, he wouldn't be having this. He'd be a god. He'd be a god, exactly. Yeah. With no social, I think social media, for all its negatives, it kind of there's some major checks and balances. For with sure, it. for sure. Uh, we we chat a little bit about um, reggae of all genres, um, yeah. and and I was. 100% right that Pitbull is reggaeton, by the way. Oh, stop it, dude. He's oh, a, stop it. He's, a, he's not a reggaeton star. He's, he's a, a reggaeton pop star. He's a pop star, dude. He's a reggaeton pop star. Anyways, um, and then uh, the... Named the, after a ferocious dog. <laughs> and the majority of the conversation, we, we discuss um, this, this weird path of these these two new 1975, the upcoming 1975 albums, the possibility of them changing their name, uh, the discussion of they, they really seem to be a band that is in a spot that they're making hits they're, and, and they're, they po- they're they, poised to be the the next big thing in rock music yeah and they it doesn't seem like they want to make hits in, in a weird way yeah. it seems like well the, the the what's the side band project called something to do with cars or yeah. driving in a car driving or something yeah anyway uh they're talking about doing a side project two albums in right they're only two albums in they've the, made two albums the they're going to release two 1975 albums this year mm-hmm. so they'll have four, they would have 
Well, because initially it wasn't even just the side project. They were talking about ending the 1975 and then having this new project, but with the with the with the same lineup. So it would have been the 1975. I don't know. It's it's uh it's artists gonna be artists, huh? <laughs> right. Um, and then we we discussed the the, the the sophomore album. You had the great poll on on Nirvana. I I couldn't think of a better sophomore album than Never mind. Than Never mind. There's been other good ones like Color and Shape was de- was probably the closest. To yeah, it. it's, that's but, an that's a really interesting conversation we get into talking about if your sophomore album is better than your freshman album or your your debut album. It's not even well with Nevermind because there's a lot of cases of sophomore albums being better than your first album, but the fact that the the sophomore album was the best album was produced. possibly is, is easily one of the ten most influential albums of the last thirty years. Yeah. Uh, that's, when you have a meteoric rise from from your first one to your second one, you're usually really well positioned for superstardom. So, fun fact: Nirvana doesn't do it for me. Never, yeah. I've never got. It. I give them their props. I give them their props. Like they were there first. In, in the same way that I'm not really a big Beatles fan either. Uh, but I, I, I just don't. I, I, I don't like. You know, I've I've heard this a when lot. When Teen Spirit comes on, like I don't turn it up. And uh, you know, I've, I'm I'm not mad at you for that. I think. And usually, I would I would take a hard line on on something like that with you, but I do understand. You know, you you have to kind of remember that grunge came out of metal being massive, Pantera and all this other stuff. And there's that was all kind of happening at the same yeah. time. And you know, grunge was really lame for people that were into Metallica. Yeah, and, like talk. I mean, if you're like just speaking on grunge, like I think personally, uh, Pearl Jam is a much better band in my opinion. I, I like their music a lot more. Um, I like what Nirvana represented, and obviously, um, Kurt Cobain is an icon, and There's it's a, still we, mind blowing that Dave Grohl is the drummer. I know, right? Nirvana is such an interesting case because we never really got to see the the full. We never got to see. Success. We never got to see. Well, we never got to see the bad albums come out, or we never got to see like like Kurt Cobain probably should not be like the Bono version of Kurt Cobain mm. where he's still touring. And it's I, like, all right, give it up, dude. I was thinking about this last night, and we can have this argument on another uh, episode. But I mean, pound for pound, the '90s was one of the most interesting decades of music, from hip hop and yeah, grunge and metal. Like, like what happened in the '90s is mind blowing. And boy bands, boy bands, <laughs> like it was such an interesting spectrum of music. Unlike yeah. any other, ge- yeah. Uh, unlike any decade. other decade, like yeah, there's there were. I think there was more room in the market for different genres because even R and B and R and B was huge too. So you had like you. I think you had most of those genres like pumping at level ten. Mm-hmm. When Which, when when like when you look at like now, it's like obviously uh, hip hop is the only one that's 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 at that level at the moment. Um, and it's if you looked at the seventies, like rock and roll was definitely the only one that was. Um, so, but all of it is all. Yeah, and, that is true. And each, and we and we can discuss it on there. But each, uh, we kind of mentioned it in this episode. But each one of those decades was predicated on a new form of media that was a promotion. Yeah, you know, from radio to TV to MTV to social media to the internet. You know, you can make the arguments that whatever the big platform was for the music to be released really defined that decades uh music prowess and what was what was coming so what would it would that have been for for like r&b in the 90s then 
I think MTV. Just the fact just that MTV all the, in general. Okay. MTV yeah, because because MTV played every genre. That's fair. It wasn't the radio didn't play one thing. You know. MTV jams. Um, cool. Well, uh, it's a fun episode. Yeah. And uh, make sure to listen to uh, the girls from Live Forever are back. If uh, you're into health and wellness and understanding what it's like to be a, a mom and <laughs> and then uh, creative control with our partner Chris. Yeah, you some... you cheated on me. I did. I did. You cheated that. on me. You were on uh, our boy Jason was on creative control last week. I felt like I cheated. I felt like I gave away some trade secrets, but uh, of what makes me tick. But it was uh, it was really fun to do that and. Um, Really looking forward to the next installment of Control Freak here with our boy Mike coming. Yeah, out. there's a lot of things going on. We're working on a few new podcast properties. Working on like we 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 kind of alluded to is is this fun new this the, it'll live within the the neon black realm, but kind of this fun new mini pod, I guess we want to do. <laughs> um, anyways, so yeah, enjoy neon black. Culture cards. Um, recently, uh, Jason's boy Johnny Depp has has run into run into quite a bit of uh, problems. I was stemming all the way back to his uh, messy divorce from Amber Heard, to uh, claiming to be in debt, to a um, I think a, was reported a thousand dollar a night wine habit, um, and then recently he he got he punched a crew member on the set of his uh, his Tupac movie. Um, his what? He's he's got that movie coming out where he plays an LAPD officer investigating the Tupac murders. Uh, okay. He allegedly punched a crew member. Anyways, uh, you, there's story after story coming out. These a mess. Um, is this an, is this Charlie Sheen number two on our hands? No, it's not Charlie Sheen number two because Johnny Depp's done way cooler stuff than Charlie Sheen ever did. Mm. I don't know. Charlie Sheen is big. Wall Street, hot shots, yeah. hot shots, part deer. Men at work. Okay. Young Guns one. Okay. If the third thing you're citing is why Charlie Sheen was bigger, is called no one's bigger. saying he's bigger. No Part, bigger. Charlie Sheen was a very big actor, though. Keep in mind, at one point he was the highest paid actor on television. He crashed and motherfucking burned, but all right. Well, until he starts talking about Tiger Blood, I think- true. I think Johnny Depp, though, at the same time, has, has been very overrated for the last ten years as an actor. He, he he makes pretty shitty movies, and people give him a lot of credit. Because of his, because of his like artistic bad boy, I'm a I'm a slave to the art, and I wear a lot of scarves. And it's also like Tim Burton. Find some new right? fucking actors. Whenever you hear about a Tim Burton movie, you know it's Johnny Depp and his fucking wife Helen Bonham. It's like, oh surprise, surprise! I wonder who will be in well, this. Well, funny enough, he he divorced <laughs> Helen Bonham Carter. She's not in his movies anymore. Well, there you and go. Johnny Depp, I don't think has been into a top. Actually, I I they both maybe need a need a reunion. Oh no no no! They made that shitty vampire movie. Fucking Dark Shadows or whatever. That was I just think Johnny Depp in general, like he had some okay movies. He had he had Donnie Brasco's all right. Public Enemies was pretty good. Uh, you know the the early Tim Burton stuff was was he made brilliant fun, movies. But like you like you're gonna compare him. I, I wouldn't even compare him to like a. He's not even like a Christian Bale level actor as far as no. Like I wouldn't goes. call him a Christian Bale level actor, but I would say he's 
he is he fills his void of Hollywood star in movie, but I mean, um, I think he's in the middle of a, a very dark meth addiction. You think it's meth? Hundred percent. No, no. I've been around uh-huh. enough of them that the gaunt, the craziness, the ups, the downs, the punching people. I mean, it's it's. Uh, it he looks like he's doing meth. Yeah, he looks. He really he does. doesn't look healthy. That's for sure. You know, alcohol bloats you. Alcohol bloats well, you. He, makes he looked you red. very bloated for a while, and then now he yeah, looks really skinny. Now yeah, it's really, he looks gaunt. He looks like he's not slept properly. Yeah, I would probably say, and he's talked about battling meth before. Has he? I thought yeah, it was always no, heroin or nope, something like that. It was cocaine, meth, and heroin when he was hanging cocaine, out with Hunter yeah. S. Thompson. Right? They were doing yeah, everything. So he's talked a little bit about it, but like I, I sit, look at him, and I, I, being in recovery and being around a lot of these people anyway, yeah, I, I, I feel it. it. I just, I can't. I mean, can't describe it any other way. And, you know, you don't... For Johnny for Johnny Depp to punch someone, the implications that run through yeah, your mind... Yeah, grown-ass man, 52-year-old man, man. The yeah. fact that you're going to get sued through the eyeballs on a movie set, there has to be something that doesn't... There's got to be something that's wrong between your brain and your action. The only thing that I can think of in that specific scenario is, you know, those these guys like go, quote, method... You know, and get in weird places, but still, there's other stories. There's other stories surrounding. I don't think it's so. just weird because the wheels. He seemed to be. Uh, when you're younger and you do drugs, it's okay because it's it's in some ways like it's you you become an idol. He looks you, sick. But when when he hit his when he hit his when he hit his Amber Heard stage, and and listen, dude, the guy can't. Like, stop making movies with fucking weird-ass costumes. Like, just be yourself. In a, like, I, I do not want to see you dressed as a pirate anymore. Um, yeah, but you know how much money he made on this Oh, movie? he makes a shit. And, and I'm speaking within the, yeah, within the relative I think, trends I think there's there. a big misconception, though, with actors. Some actors just want to get paid. True. And it's a job at the end of the day. So making eight Pirates of the Caribbean movies for 30, 40 million a year, whatever he makes on those. Yeah, he's the highest paid actor for like probably six, seven years. I mean, uh, for me, I'll, I'll do, I'll bang six of those out Fuck and then yeah. do whatever I want. But I mean, you dress like a pirate normally, so I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'd like to think I'm a pirate. But... Johnny Depp's an excellent actor. I don't think there's any, any debate of that, but I think, I'm, no, I think yeah, we're, watching, we're watching a, a bit of a car wreck happen in slow motion. I think the last great movie he was in was Blow, and that's like 2001. I think Public Enemies. I mean, I I, I, I like Public Enemies, but Blow I find a, a tad bit overrated as well. It's it's entertaining. Blasphemy. Um, Seb, this is a, well, this is a group question. Um, on this day in music in 1975, Bob Marley and the Whalers played uh, night one of two at the Lyceum Theater in London. Uh, that's where they recorded. That's where they recorded the, the now legendary recording of "No Woman, No Cry" that went on Legend, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Where we're at in 2018, uh, Reggae's had kind of an interesting go of it. Obviously, Bob Marley has his place in music history. It doesn't seem like there's been much room for other artists within the reggae genre outside of him. Well, no, and during that time while he was reggae, he was. That's like saying that Bob Marley was the pop version of reggae, as in Martin Garrix is the pop version of House. You know what I mean? But there, but there hasn't been anybody in the reggae that's not a- true. arena that's had what even close that's to the success true. that Bob Marley had. I mean, there's some pretty big bands in the reggae scene. I think the reggae Pepper Revolution. 
Um, not, not, nowhere like, close to, 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 not, to not, a, not Bob Marley big, but there's there's bands that Revolution can headline festivals and stuff. What it's festivals? A, it, it's a niche market for sure. It's definitely gone back down to I don't even know if you can call it underground, but it's definitely gone away from being a mainstream media. But it's like the people that are into reggae, it's still like a sub a counterculture. Yeah, it's a, or a subculture, dorks. Oh, that's so no, but those dork. people aren't stars. <laughs> those people aren't stars. Now Bob Marley was a star. But uh, Egyptian, but even Bob Marley's. But let's not even talk about the icon. Let's just look at the body of work. I mean, nobody's come close to like within that genre. Um, you could not be a reggae fan and listen to Bob Marley. That's that. that I think that's kind of how you gauge it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Right? He was the to- he was the pop end of reggae. He's not a Egyptian talking about racism in Jamaica. He's not um, a scissor. Like you, you know what I mean. Like you can't really class. Scissor and Bob Marley in the same category, other than the fact they kind of fall into reggae and they're Jamaican. Scissor's Jamaican. Oh, Scissor! I'm thinking of your no, girl. Uh, I'm thinking of your girl. Um, Sza. No, the one who Sia is who I was thinking of. I was yeah. like, I'm pretty sure she's no. not. SZA. Yeah, Sia is Jamaican. Sia's yeah. Jamaican. No, or well, like hair um, covers her face. You never know. <laughs> you know. Um, it's 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 uh, just seems like the genre has never grown out of outside of what you have that Bob Marley established, and obviously you have like the uh, um, who's the Peter uh, uh, you know Tomorrow People and all that. You you've had someone you've had some big you've had some big reggae influences. It genres. influences a lot of so other it, stuff, it, but it, as it influenced it influenced uh, Major Lazer, Major Lazer influences Sting and the Police. It influences. Rihanna, you know, like she's picking up bits of it, but it, but as a as a genre, it's it's also very very specific to one island, as well. If you think about where it kind of comes from, one very that very hasn't small stopped, that hasn't stopped reggaeton. Reggaeton's not bigger than yeah, but but that's in the, that's the DR song. or Cuba. Okay, that's well, small other, ass island too. I'm just islands. saying, but I'm saying, but I'm let's let's include the that in this conversation. Is a very very pitbull. What? He's not a reggaeton star. Pitbull? What is he? A Latin uh, star. Uh, yeah. That's reggaeton. Pitbull's reggaeton, isn't he? No, no. He's a pop star, dude. He's a pop star. Come on, from Latin America. Dale, un, dos, tres. So is Daddy Yankee reggaeton? No. No. Oh my God. What do you give? What reggaeton? I'm asking. I'm asking. I feel like I'm teaching you how to pee standing up right now. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not bummed that I'm wrong on this one. You know, the first ever thing I ever worked on at a record label as a project manager was a reggae compilation. <laughs> was it? Yeah, it was called Serious Daddy Time. Yankee's. Oh, Latin. reggaeton. Pitbull. <laughs> he's Pitbull is reggaeton. No, he's. It's not. on the thing. It must be true. What else does it say he is? What what website are you on? I'm on I'm on the venerablewikipedia.com. Oh, cool. Written by some intern in the middle of nowhere. Seb has a Wikipedia page for fuck's sake. And you can tell Seb wrote it himself. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no. Uh, genres hip hop, reggaeton, and pop. You can't shake Anyways, your head no. I'm just it's, saying I, it's it's, I, it's just interesting that there hasn't been like another trans I mean, because what are we? 50 years removed from Bob Marley and it's like there hasn't been anybody else in that space. But perfect example. Well, that's not true. I know. No, there's been, but not, not to that, to that level. His whole family. <laughs> yeah, his whole family keeps trying, keeps trying to recycle. Marley? Well, no, they're all playing some festival, I think, in yeah, Southern it's California, all, it's all, right? it's like all of the Marleys all playing together. But there also just isn't many people making it. 
without sounding like I'm being very narrow-minded. This is not. Yeah. I agree. It's kind of a. It's, it's a, a very. It's very niche. Yeah. You just not much you can do with that kind of music. That's no, it just doesn't is. have. There's just not. But, it, but and it's not taking anything away from it. There's just not. It's kind of. But it's not true because reggae has maybe it hasn't had any stars come from it since. But it's influenced so many different oh, yeah. genres. Yeah. You know, Two step, like ska, there's all sorts. Of, yeah, ska, reggaeton, like you said. Reggaeton. Pitbull is influenced. Pitbull is a reggaeton artist. You guys are smoking crack, both of you, <laughs> and Johnny Depp, guy, all three of you. This guy like he's trusted his friend Google over us. It's, it's bullshit. Just kidding. Fake news. Um, <laughs> I I hate fake news. I it's hate like, fake news. It's as like well. kind of funny. But it's also so sad at the same time because we are a media channel, and the idea that the 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 orange man in the White House has, you know, really made no one trust media in 2018 is pretty crazy. It's all right. I'm learning Russian anyway because we're all going to be talking <laughs> it in four years. All right, uh, Jay. So it's it's this. It's good we get to do this show twice a week because somebody who we've talked about in in very positive light. Um, who's had just a bad week and kind of deserves all the flack he's getting. Uh, your boy Elon Musk uh, tweeted this week that the head diver uh, that, uh, that's in charge of rescuing the, the, the trapped soccer team in Thailand was a quote, pedophile, pedo, actually. Uh, and then, then shortly thereafter, he deleted the tweet. On top of that, there's been conflicting reports to really how involved was Elon Musk in the rescue of the of the team. Uh, there's been he reports wasn't. that he that he went there but was kind of kicked out. The, there's reports that the submarine he made was completely impractical, and then there's a lot of reports that it was just like a PR stunt. Um, Some of those major investors have s- sort of politely said you should stop tweeting and just stop talking for a bit because every time he tweets, are they or just Tesla, Tesla publicly traded. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, Tesla's stock is like oh, almost three hundred dollars a share. I think it went down to two eighty a share the other day. Yeah, it's been every time he opens his mouth and says something like you just said, it's fluctuated. I think one of the main investors, one of the guys that owns about fifteen percent of it, is in so many words said, "Please stop talking." And then also there's there was uh, flack coming out too that about uh, money that he had donated to a GOP group, um, but I actually believed his spin on that one. Uh, which yeah, he came he out. It was like forty grand, and he said that's essentially what that money is used to, that, to keep to get his foot in the door with those with those people and to keep conversation up. Which I get that one, but this does feel like a scenario where we we, especially the United States, we love Elon Musk for the most part. Everything he's done so far, it's been cool. It's been effective, like bringing back space travel. You know, cars that are good for the environment that also look good and that are also affordable. We talked about last episode. Um, They're having trouble know, funding the Tesla Model Three right now, though, which is pretty interesting. So it's an interesting time for him to be saying dumb stuff. Yeah, but we, we we've always talked about we, apparently this guy too that he called a pedophile is considering legal action. Which if he's not a pedophile, I would absolutely do the same. We'll thing. say this though. Could you imagine rescuing twelve kids and then being called a pedophile? I will like, say that's this, the most though. insulting shit on the planet. I mean, he may have uh, a British expat that lives in Thailand. Mm. Wouldn't be wouldn't be the craziest thing that ever happened. Oh, knock it, it off! Don't it, stick your tin foil. What's his, his name? Gary Glitter. <laughs> Gary Glitter with a fucking air tank. Everyone's like, "Oh fuck!" I mean, we need. On one hand, we need to rescue these is kids. It, on the isn't other Thailand hand, Thailand famous for like like housing pedophiles. Yeah, yeah that's pretty they, fucking that's, famous. Where Ricky Martin went and saved a bunch of kids. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's like not. I mean, all jokes <laughs> aside, it's a really serious problem. Okay, guys. I don't know, man. 
I, all that shit is, why the fuck were those kids in the cave to begin with? I know why, but that's sketchy as it is. So, you know, someone needs to look into that. But I will say this about those Musk. Those shouldn't have been hopping during monsoon season. Yeah, well, I got an idea, Mr. Coach. Why don't you just not take children to a cave? I mean, that's, that's been the argument. That's a great idea. That's been the argument. Um, he made more. Obviously, or, he didn't. It was... Or let's not speculate on a country of 69 million people. And he knew it was monsoon season. Stereotypes. <laughs> he fucking knew every exit in that bastard. <laughs> oh, man. But I, you know what? No, I think. So Elon Musk, you taking L's or what? Is it? No, I think. Uh, is this just part? Is this just another chapter in the book? This is what happens with, with billionaires. You take an L for like 12 hours and yeah. then you're fine. You take an L for a day, your stock maybe takes a little hit, and the next day everyone's like, oh yeah, he still does cool stuff. You know what? So we, I, the fucking world needs Elon Musk right now. They? We need Elon Musk, so let's just support him. Why do you think we don't? Because you you and I kind of banter back and forth in this one, and I think, think he's- of, you, made a, you made a great point last episode in that- And you and I don't, I don't know, I, I know you meant to make this point, but then there's, there's, there, there's a bigger point there that- Elon Musk goes after this cool shit and you're like, dude, he should go after education or he should go after something that like, that there's actually a macro effect. That's not, no, Elon Musk right just there. does shit that's just, no, it no, seems like no, 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 let's stop right there. I'm just let's telling you from, the, Let's stop right there. There's two reasons. He's talked about this. The reason he created the Gigafactory. And, and by the way, I'm not saying he should go I'm after a, education specifically. I just mean a bigger, I, no, bigger no, concept. I am, no, I am a huge Elon Musk fan. The reason he went after he created the Gigafactory wasn't anything to do with Tesla. The reason he created Tesla was so that they could figure out how to explore space further with being at battery powered. They they know it's the only way. He's also doing the same thing for energy on houses. Oh, uh, we talked. I mean, it's that's already out, and, that, and that's another thing. I was wondering. It's like that the came battery, out. Yeah. Uh, that seemed but, like this amazing okay. idea. Nobody has it. it well, yeah, because it's not. It's, it's just started to get rolled out. Okay, let's talk about. It's been out for two years. Let, let's, you know how much a battery is? Yeah, but fifteen hundred bucks. That's that's affordable. Yeah, Nobody has it. I've but, never met one person that has it. But how many times? But how many people do you know that? Need to do that right away. Like that's not that's for like new house builds. Just, it just doesn't seem. I, we're gonna see I, a I just way more. Know. We're gonna see way more rollout in California. They changed all so. the regulations. I hope so. It just seems like story time. No, but okay. Let's talk about this. Who's dealing with the fact that we're gonna have in ten years another three billion people on the planet? He's figuring out how to move people around cities quicker. I mean, like. Ain't no one in the government figuring that out right now. Well, you know well, what I mean? My, my point last I think week, I think we have got to give him a shot, right? We have been. We've been giving him more than a shot. I mean, the I guy's been, been... Okay, guys been okay. so he created... Well, no, no, we're going in on this because this is really important. Do you know what he did when they figured out how to make a Tesla run on a battery? He didn't hide that information. He didn't copyright that information. He gave that information to the public domain so that GM and other car manufacturers would take what he did and make it better. Who Once the fuck again, though, does that's, that? That's, that's, that's fine and that's dope. That's massive. But getting rid of fossil fuels, let me think of one thing that should be tackled. Maybe that. Well, half the reason we've been at war how for long, the last few How years. long has Tesla been around? Eight years? years? Tesla? No, Seven years? Longer than that. Uh, 10 years, I'd say, to be safe. Let's say 10 years, okay. No, no car company has ever made an impact like Tesla has. You would say more so than Toyota with, um, the, with the Prius. No, no, no. I'm talking about in a short amount of time. Toyota's been around since like 1979 or something. Everything he's doing is disrupting big, old. I business. agree, and I, we talked about this, and I'm and I'm so down for the concept of what he's disrupting. It just seems like uh, good intentions that never. But come how to do you, fruition. why do you think it's not? Okay, so we talked about this last week, but Solar City 
the one the, the solar company that he owns uh, it has like forty five percent of the market share. Mm-hmm. Tesla has completely disrupted the entire car industry, and now that he's made an affordable one, getting back to your Toyota point, if I can buy a thirty five thousand dollar car that doesn't require gas, why would I buy a thirty five thousand dollar Toyota Camry, which is like the most popular mid sized sedan on the market? But you just said it. There's something wrong. Like you can't find money to make is it to make the next. Like no, there's just something just because, that's not adding up. I agree. Those all sound like great things. But he They're can't just, find the money because he's doing so much stuff. It's it's maybe, that he can't find the money fast enough. Think maybe, about he maybe just, you sh- he's maybe firing, you should talk to Donald Glover. He's firing rockets into space. He's got SpaceX. He's got the solar thing. And I don't think he's trying not to. I would assume he's trying not to rob from Peter to pay Paul. I mean, he's not trying to steal from the Solar City to try to fire rockets into space. I do think. He's doing something we've never seen before. I mean, building a tunnel under LA, trying to fix the traffic problems. And he's doing this stuff. I mean, you're saying he's not doing it, but like, are we are we saying he's not doing it in the time capsule that we look at everything now, like the way we talk about music? I just know that-, that it's been all good, 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 good. And we're getting to a point now where we're starting to see uh, a decent sample size on a time period. And there's just not... I, 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 trust me, like I said, it's good intentions that I want to see follow through on everything. It just you're, it just seems like this really opened up your eyes to a lot of what it feels like Elama's song and dance has been for a while. Like, oh, cool, there's kids trapped. Let me go save them and build a submarine. It's you not fucking so? practical, man. What? You think it's... What, you, Maybe what I'm way? wrong. Do you think I might it's be disingenuous wrong. or do you think... I think it's like this superhero complex to where it's like, cool, I can go do this. I've got the... I've got fucking... Johnny the rocket scientist here and I have uh Billy the the the, the astrophysicist here. What's wrong with cool. that? Yeah. And what I say cuz what then about actually, if it didn't work? What about if the Thai government can have a right plan? I'm sorry? What about if it didn't what about if the Thai government's plan didn't work and they didn't have another thing? Elon Musk I understand Elon Musk got some good well, promo. Supposedly it wouldn't work at all. It wouldn't work at all for the for the way the cave structure was. I would rather I would probably be trusting the people that launch rockets into space and you would, you would then think land that, them but back I don't think down. they had access to the, I don't think they had access to the caves in the same way. I, I, I don't would, know. Maybe hey, let, let's simplify this a little bit further. If your kid was trapped in the cave and Elon Musk said he was building a submarine to save him, that's what I that mean. Though feel? that's what I mean. That's exact. It's low hanging fruit. It's like cool. Well, low hanging fruit. Come in and save us. Great. I I just want to see. I want to see something. This. I just want to see something work. That's all. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> the Model S works. Yeah, the, the what about SUV the, works. Uh, the the rockets that come up and come back down again. I think you're really going to lose this argument. I love you, but this no, is wrong. we have There's no. There's no winning or losing this argument right hey, now because not, there hasn't been enough time. Seb, did PayPal work? <laughs> mm. <Yeah>. I've never <laughs> yeah, heard PayPal, of it. Yeah, PayPal really helped the environment. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> What is your argument, dude? I don't understand. My argument is you guys are giving this guy too much credit. And it just we just have to see what happens. Okay. There's in not his, a lot of practicality okay, to this. Who else in his lifetime has created companies like that? Warren Buffett. No, Warren know. Buffett I, bought. Top of my head, I have no Warren idea. Buffett, I'm sure, I'm, Warren Buffett bought companies. Warren Buffett <laughs> didn't make shit. Who's, who's done more in the last 10 years? If you think about, if we're saying Tesla was started 10 years ago, who's done more? Who's, who's had a bigger global so, impact? So when I don't know how we would measure that. So let, let me put this, when... when We'll get off Elon in a minute, but when Elon Musk sold PayPal, he sold PayPal for 110 million. Do you know what he did about 110 million? Invested it all. He put 60 million into SpaceX and he put 50 million into Tesla. Okay. Do the math. That means he took all of his money that he made from PayPal and put it into two other companies. I don't understand. So, how's that better for the environment? It's not better for the environment. I don't understand the point. Cool. That's he reinvested the money. That's what you're supposed to do when you make money. All of it. All of it. 
I'm sure there's more money laying around. Oh. No, he was. He's no, known for. But he, he went. Known. He's known for getting a loan. Yeah, I know. And Amazon's between. always in the red too. So we can just. I, <laughs> I don't. But I don't think anyone's done anything like he has, and we've only like started to scrape the surface. We're ten years into this thing. True. I'm not. I'm. Uh, you're absolutely Ford's right. Not doing you're it. Absolutely right. I no. think what he's doing, if if by nothing else, if you say that some of these things aren't working. To the I'm, fullest I'm not, effect. I just want to see. I want to see the follow through. Like these are a lot of good ideas. But if nothing else, what he's doing is affecting change in other companies and in other countries. You okay. can make. No. 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 I'm. I'm saying okay. Let's. I. I just want to. I just want to see these ideas come to fruition. If he makes a thirty-five thousand dollars car, which he already made, because a lot of this just seems like road. PR for a car company. That's all it seems like to me. I. I don't think anyone's ever said Elon. Time to make some of your ideas come to fruition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know, man. Everything he's everything he's done, he's pretty much done it. Done it. There's a tunnel right now underneath Los Angeles what being built, it's, but it's not even close to being finished. Who what are you cares? talking about? He's got Dude. he's got car, he's got cars on top of the tunnel. Okay, he's building the tunnel, okay. and he's we'll got. See, we'll see when it's finished. Finished. Not to not to like. We'll low, see when it's finished. We'll see like when it's finished. Low hanging ruin this this argument, but the bridge. What does that even mean? You, you low hanging ruin. Low, low hanging fruit <laughs> ruin the ruin the low hanging fruit part of this argument, but. Do you know how long it takes for the government to do any type of infrastructure? I agree. There's an actual tunnel underground right now. It takes. I'm going to laugh in 20 years when there's no tunnel finished yet, and we're going to be like, "Oh yeah, remember that Elon Musk tunnel? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, cool. I'll be calling you from my Tesla, guy. This is real comfy. You're going to call from your fucking BMW. That's why you're going to buy a BMW i for your wife instead of getting a Tesla, motherfucker. Put your money where your mouth is. Ooh, put your money where your mouth is. Does yeah, <laughs> it's about an extra sixty thousand. <laughs> Not the non-metal three. I'm not getting the Model Three. I'm not poor. All right, white people problems. Uh, moving on. Moving on to to a to a musical act that um, I know Seb's Seb's a fan of. I I, I like oh, what well, they've done got, so I far. Write. You got angry in that. I can feel no, it in your voice. It. I don't get it. He doesn't get angry. I, he kind I of can likes, feel it. It's kind of hard Sorry. to believe that he believes what he just. Came I know. Out of his I mouth. kind of thought I would always. We could do a whole separate show on. Do you remember the episode of South Park where they pooped out of their mouths? Yes, <laughs> that's what's happening right now. It's our boy okay. Shane. Sorry, Shane. No, I'll get on the next segment as soon as Seb pulls Elon Musk's dick out of his mouth. No. <laughs> uh, 1975. I've had an interesting 2018 so far. Um, the follow up. Uh, what was their last album called? It was, it was a fucking weird ass long title anyways they announced they'd be releasing an album in 2018 uh it was supposed to be called music for cars as the year went on conflicting reports came out from the group uh that there was a possibility that there was actually three albums coming out this year and those three albums were going to going to cap off the end of the 1975 after the 1975 the band with its existing lineup had no change was going to uh to change the name of the group and it was going to go in a different musical direction um, where we're at now, uh, it's looking like they put that those plans on hold for now, and it's just going to be two albums. Uh, the, I, I think what, the, the conversation here is how important is this album or these albums both for 1975, and do these albums matter for furthering the genre of rock? Um, can I take this? You go for this it. Is for, this is I, an open conversation. I think it is really important. I'll tell you why. I think I, I'm a big, big fan of the 1975, as we've talked about before, um, for a couple of reasons. It's um, your first draft pick. I think they're a band that lived up to the hype. Um, and not just that, very, in my experience in the last 10 years, 
bands that get hyped really hard tend to always have a great debut album, but tend to always fall a bit flat on the sophomore. And I feel like they really delivered. Like what I like about Matt Healy from the 1975 is what I like about Chris Martin from Coldplay, which is like neither one of them is scared to write a hit. Different color scarves? Oh, my bad. <laughs> neither one of them are afraid to write a hit. And I think that, you can look at because I will remember when when well when the first 1975 record came out and I heard Chocolate and I heard Sex. I thought they were some of the, some of the best songs I I'd agree. ever heard. Chocolate's one of the last but, like so Chocolate was good. a was a like you had to stop your car like what yeah. the fuck is going but on? But then also like you got to give it to someone else like that 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 song someone else they put out on the I mean that song was fucking incredible and to yeah. have a song at that tempo be played on radio the way it was was fucking awesome. So I really want them to win on album three because I think we need, we need, um, you know how we're always like, we've listened to all the records over the last few few weeks that we've been talking about and we're always like, we're missing the hit. Like I would put my money on well, them they a, having they have a, a lot hit. of hits, yeah. Yeah, and like continuing to make well, And hits. it seems like in some ways they seem to have a problem with the amount of hits they have internally. Definitely from yeah. Matt Healy's standpoint. Um, that's really and never a problem, but I, I think it's yeah, just it's a great problem to have. I think it's just a little artistic um, nonsense that they're doing before. Well, I also think too that they're. I think they're. Uh, I think they're authentically gifted and cool and creative, yeah. that, and they've almost had. They've been kind of branded as this pop act a little bit. Absolutely, um, and they are. I get at this point they are pop, but um, and I think at, you know at the heart they're they're. They're rebellious kids from Manchester. Yeah, I just really hope they don't think they can do, they can get bigger and get cooler because there's only two bands in the history of the world that have ever done that. Are you going to tell us what those are? Radiohead and Pink Floyd have got bigger and bigger and bigger and have got weirder and weirder and weirder. You could also put the Beatles in there if you wanted to, but and, arguably and their Bowie. earlier work. Yeah, but Bowie would got you, weirder. But Bowie's, Bowie's work last, wasn't bigger. Yeah, Bowie's, Bowie's last didn't few really, albums Bowie didn't, didn't really Bowie's last few albums didn't weren't. But Bowie is Bowie is one where like, I don't mean his last. I mean when he went from Ziggy Stardust to uh, absolutely. Uh, I, I'm with you because I'm a big Bowie fan as well. But I'm saying like grew bigger. Like Radiohead started out as a pop indie band, kind of yeah. like the 1975, and got weirder and got bigger. Which That's is true, man. High, weird, high and Dry man. was a great pop song. That was a great pop song. It sounds like Dude, nothing. Pablo Honey it was sounds like, like nothing else in there that they've ever done again. Yeah. So I told you when I when I met the the managers of them of uh, Radiohead, they the first thing they said to me was. Radiohead was an indie band gone wrong. Like they never yeah. intended to have that no. kind of success. It just kind of spiraled. Yeah, and it's something thing. they've actively fought over the course of their right. career. Yeah, and which is, right. it's worked for which them. Which is part worked, of what makes them a little me. bit more. It's it's sexy. It, it is. It's. Well, I mean, they gave away an album for free and made more money on that album than any other studio album before. They did things that just because they didn't care about money, they allowed them the freedom to do whatever they wanted creatively. But the, but, but, it, but but there's but there's sorry, cut off there. But there is this idea that like. To be a big band and consciously, and to consciously make the decision, it wasn't like we should try something weird. It, Radiohead's career is very ever present of mm -hmm. trying to get stranger and more left field and more left field, and it's almost like they can't go too left because the more left they get, the bigger they get, and it's kind of like really amazing how that's happened. That's very, very. I mean, it doesn't. The that last doesn't album, work. I can't, I can't think of anything. The last album's great. Yeah, yeah, I mean. But it's still no okay computer. Uh, okay. But yeah. No. No. But no. You're but, right. From a from a 
Yeah, sonically, no. It's no, nowhere close to it. Okay, no, but, 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 but sonically, they're two very, very, very different records. Okay, Correct. I, That's I, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we agree. do this a lot on this show. And is it is it better to <laughs> continue to make really, really good music that sounds like you? Or is it better to continue to change your game? And you, I'll, I'll give you two, op, two different parallels of this one. Not parallels. I'll give you two different ideas of this one. Radiohead being someone who continues to change, you get weirder and weirder and weirder, and we love it, and it continues to grow. I would argue that the Florence and the Machine album sounded like Florence and the Machine, but I loved it because of that. So what what is the best way to continue to progress into stardom? Well, I think the, the best way to do it is the way the 1975 are doing it, which was like, great solid album, and then followed up with a even better solid album. I, don't I really know that the second third... album's better than the first album, but it, it, it but, fit. But it, it fit, fit yeah. right? But um, I would say it's a, I would, but I would say the second album was a very strong album. Could it didn't have make, as many hits as the first album. Couldn't you totally? It, but it's well, a good album. Well, 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 But no. they had one song that was bigger than anything but, else in that right. album. Right. Yes. So, so, so there was a very clear career progression. Yes. I think the difference though where you're at with Radiohead in 1975 is, and, and, and this is, there's a lot of differences obviously between Radiohead and 1975, but and I, it seems to me what 1975 is, is fighting and what they want is like, with Radiohead, there's one thing that's, very, that's been very clear throughout their career. There's been no... Nobody behind the scenes or, or, right. or management or record labels controlling what Radiohead nope. has done. And uh, it does feel to me that, and whether this is happening with 1975 or not, is they're, they're really, really trying hard to mm -hmm. make that same point. I, I, had the, I had the absolute pleasure to work on In Rainbows um, as a project manager when I was at Excel. And I will tell you that they're completely insulated. I will tell you that they... Kind of control the narrative well, on have, everything. They have their own producer that only works um, on their shit. I but, mean, but, but do you know what I mean? Like it was it, that was the. It was like I was so excited to work on it, but it was also like the right, most right. boring. God, Godrich doesn't work on anything else, right? I don't but know if he does. I don't, I don't know. Does, I don't. Does I don't know if he does or doesn't. But um. Oh, he does that. Okay, never mind. I'm wrong. I have to take take some spot of being wrong this episode. As a. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, another. You know how hard it is just to even have the conversation about making a better sophomore album than your first album? Because if you had a great first album, that essentially was the moment of your career. So it's, it's well, really it, hard to make a sophomore album to, and well, actually say that it was better well, than we, the first. Well, we, we said, we, we, we talked about this before, and I think that's what solidifies, we talked about, that's like what, what really solidifies mm -hmm. I guess a legacy act is your second and your third album. I would like, say a legacy act. But a a star, a really progressive a really, career. Yes, correct. Right. Like you're going to be around. Like that. It's really important that your second, and third album I, push you to new levels. And I've probably and and it, and it is and 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 it is. It's a system that's designed to fail, right? Mm -hmm. In theory, like this. Because think about it this way. And I know I've probably talked about this before. But the debut album, the debut album from any artist, is 15 years of work. It's 15 years of heartbreak. It's 15 years of stories. It's 15 years of rejection. It's a lot of like pain that have gone in to craft 10 songs. The second album happens a year and a half later. And so you, you're not supposed to have the chops. You know what I mean? Like, of course your first album's better. It's years and years of experiences. So to actually come up with a, to, with a, a, a someone else is, is, for me, really refreshing. So, um, so and I hope they continue to do really well because I think we, I kind of feel we need some diversity like that. So by that, by that rationale, is Nirvana's Nevermind the greatest sophomore album of all time? No, it's not. I think it might be. 
Greatest sophomore album of all time would... Man, there's a lot of them. Okay, Computer. That's okay, a, computer. That was a third. Was that, was that the third? That's, that was a fourth. Second was Ben's, right? The, I meant the Ben's, sorry. The Ben's. Ben's is a great second album. The Ben's is... Well, it came for Pablo Honey. But that wasn't really an album, was it? It was kind of like an EP album. Ben's was the second album. Yeah, yeah Ben's was the second album. Yeah, technically the third, but second album. Um, but you, you, but you know what I mean. That's hard, and not only are you supposed to, the, the per, you guys are. It's per, designed wrong, right? You know, like. So, but we're all, regardless of this conversation, we're all arguing either way. Even if you say it's Ben's or Nevermind, whatever, we're saying the only artist to ever do a better second album than the first was in 1991 no, or 95. I mean, there's been. I'm pretty sure. I, well, and then you, you can't could, think or of you one. could I can't think of one off the top of my for like the exact second album, but you can look at I'll use U2 as an example. Like their, their, that. their fourth album was their <laughs> no. best album. And that you could that's hard to say. Their second album was better than their first, but their fourth album was Joshua Tree. Like that's that's crazy. See, to me, I think second to have second better than the first is harder because you do have more of the elements there or the production or the money or whatever, but fourth and fifth, you can get whoever you want. If you're a star, you can go out and find the right producers. That's easier to me is getting like your second better than your first is it's nearly impossible. Unless you saved, unless you wrote enough songs to kind of mix up between album one and two. The authenticity changes, you know what I mean? And that's all right. I mean, you listen, I'm, I hate to keep dropping Coldplay, but it's like, it's, it's, you listen to the Parachutes, which is incredibly stripped down and you could just take a great album though. An amazing album, Great album. but the, the, their entire career arc is like this. They they knew they had to keep writing hits and he's hits drawing, and hits. Yeah, he's and, drawing a finger line up for those. That but are that's listening. the what I'm trying to say is that's the correct progression. I would have liked to hurt. I think they jumped. If you go, if you go, parachutes to what is clocks the second album or what's the second uh, album? Rush of blood to the Rush head. of blood to the head, and then where they went, which I think is a better album than parachutes. It's a more complete album. Yeah. Uh, then I think the jump to their third album was a little bit too drastic. It was, yeah, it but, wasn't. The, but you know what's funny is I, I actually think that the third album is like one of the weakest albums, but it has Fix You on it, which is like the yeah. monster jam. I think so. It's it's but they still have never had a better song than Yellow. I think hip hop from that's their first not album true. To, to play into your point, it's I think hip hop has the hardest time of having a better sophomore album than a, than I, a, I completely agree. Well, um, and I think part of that is because of the fast food element to, to hip hop. Well, no, you weren't supposed to last in hip hop. Well, I mean, Public Enemy's mm -hmm. second album was really good, but it, in general, it's to Seb's point, it's hard to kind of talk about being broke and trapping and selling drugs and all that stuff. <laughs> when you're now rich, which is which is why like I which is why you can still think about I, heartbreaking. I, I don't want to say that I've lost faith, but I I would never had faith in Eminem, Jay, and really Kanye long term. And like like what do you what are they supposed to what are they talking about that's really that relatable? Like faith with the th or an f in the end. Faith. Okay. You want that? You want that British accent, dog? I love it. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's like well. I think I, I disagree with you, Jay. So your your second, third, fourth, fifth album is fine. When you get to like where Jay's at, like where he's doing like New York and shit like that, like that's when it's just unrelatable. Yeah, it, it takes a while for these guys to get rich. That, that's the other thing. Yeah, it's it's very not, you're true. not getting rich off two albums. And and, and you know what? It's just this day and age. Nah, you are if you're a rapper because it's one person versus five in a band. But, but I mean, rich. I'm saying rich. Well, what like, do you define as rich? Millionaire, billionaire. Fuck you, money. Okay. 
What, what's F you money for you? Like I, I wouldn't like a perfect example is like Kanye West wasn't, I mean, he, he even said it like he wasn't really rich till I think after 808s, you know, like to where mm-hmm. he really had like walking around money and could do whatever he wanted. And you can tell the record label fuck off and yeah. you can make an album whenever you want to. Um, you can choose to work. You can choose not to work. Uh, yeah. I don't think a lot of these guys have that luxury. No, definitely not. Definitely not. I think I think you're absolutely right on that. Foo Fighters' second album is also better than the first album. Sorry. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Color and shape is. Yeah. But the, but you know what's funny? But you know what? If you think of all the bands whose second album is better than their first, they're usually still massive now. Right. Yeah. You know what? It's kind of interesting. Well, except for Nirvana. What, I'm an asshole? Wow, you, you <laughs> bum Seb out. I didn't know that was possible. This guy makes dead jokes every... This guy last episode said Roy said. Orbison's hologram should progressively die farther into the show. Don't guy... I'm not, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of impressed that you were able to bum him out. Didn't know it was, didn't know it was possible. But you, you're right, though. If your second album is better than your first... You're kind of here to stay. You're strange. here to stay. You yeah. know? Well, that's why it's always the joke about 15 minutes initially. Right. You know, And if you can beat that 15 minutes, then... I just hope, I just hope the 1975 don't get lost in their bullshit. You that, know what and, I mean? The, I, I feel the exact same way by looking at all this stuff. Um, well, talking about changing your band name and breaking up after two well, albums. Well, there's only crazy. been... I mean, how many bands... Perfect Circle... Was just Maynard in a completely new lineup, right? Correct. Mm, it's not the same band, I don't think. Not maybe. the same band. I think it's two yeah. original members, maybe? Two original members. Yeah. And I remember like U2, going back to U2, they did the Passengers with Brian Eno. Mm-hmm. But there's not that many cases of like bands changing their name. No, it doesn't work. You know why it doesn't work? Because it's a fucking stupid idea. It's redundant. What's yeah. a stupid idea? It's like uh, changing the name of your band to go in a different direction, but no, keeping the same members. It's, it's just so dumb. Just, when has that ever happened? I don't need to get out of recording contracts. I guess you're right, yeah. The artist for me now is Prince. (laughs) Jay-Z dropping his hyphen. I don't know if that was to get out of a contract, but I mean. Is that what he did? I never realized. I never even noticed that. No, he still has a hyphen. (laughs) Nope, he doesn't. Maybe he's You're probably not the person to argue with about that one. Um, I'm not as big a joke. Where where did you want to go with the SoundCloud rappers? What were you saying? He... You were saying that he still has it on his uh, SoundCloud rappers is the new metal. Oh yeah, I was saying that I think that like SoundCloud rappers are the kind of new metal of this this next cycle. And um, I don't know if you remember, but very shortly after the new metal started phasing out, we started getting a good wave of rock again from like Muse and stuff like yeah. that. I'm kind of hoping that that we. I think rock will. Um, Guitar-influenced music will come back. I think it's just a natural progression. I really hope it does because I think we're really lacking. We're really lacking some great new guitar bands. Real quick, Jay Z for the last album just put the hyphen back. Well, there you go. Indecisive. That's wild. Statutes of limitation. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for interrupting you, God. No, that's a. That's a. I mean, you know, I think Shane and I have been waving that flag for a bit now, trying Mm -hmm. to. Maybe it's part wishful thinking. Part I actually really do think that it's going to happen is that rock is ev- coming, dude. Back. Everything's like I've heard it's sixteen year cycles. It it's feels cyclical. Well, yeah. It used to be seven years, and I think it, I think in some ways with uh, in some ways like living in a faster society has slowed those cycles down in weird ways. If that makes sense, it's had the adverse mm-hmm. effect. Well, I think people having iPods and being able to listen to a correct, you know what I mean. They're not well, just listening have, to what I, they're yeah, told and, to listen and, to. And one of the things that worked against rock that works against rock music is how good. 
it and how deep its archives are. Yes. You can always go back. Yeah. And that almost in some ways works against it. Because it's like, why? I don't need anything. Nothing's ever going to be better than this Led Zeppelin like, album or that is going to be better than this Tom Petty think, album. But I think new, new, I don't have faith in there being old bands coming back, but I really hope there's some new stuff. I, I was talking about it today and and I think they are, um, they, they've taken a page out of the book of Led Zeppelin, speaking of which, but Greta Von Fleet, it's, they, their engagement. Which page? The, every, the sound the sing like them, play the guitar like them, right? Right. The lyrics like they sound exactly like like a like sure, a cover but, band. But I, you know, I would argue that if you would have done that twenty years ago, our parents listened to Led Zeppelin, and now if you do it now, a fifteen, fourteen year old's parents did not listen to Led Zeppelin, so it feels really. But new. it's not like they can't just like turn their iPod on and hear it. I see what you're. I know. What you, I know the point you're making. It still doesn't mean it's. It doesn't mean that it's not derivative. I'm just saying. Uh, I was looking at it today because we're working on a, a band for the for the creative agency, and I was listening to. I was looking at their social media, and I I can't remember when I saw engagement on their social media like that versus anyone else. I think they have two hundred thousand followers, and every like photo gets thirty five to forty thousand likes, which is pretty crazy because usually you get like five percent at that point of engagement. But it's pretty interesting to see that I think what band Greta Von Fleet. Mm. But it is interesting to see that there's a lot of people that You'd are interested be like, in something new. Wow, these motherfuckers sound like an off-brand Led Zeppelin. That's what you would be like. When I'd you be like, on. play me the hits. It's, <laughs> no, it's, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not bangers. No, there's no. no it's good. I mean, I'm sure it's, it's good. good live. I'm sure it's good live. It's good. Ask PJ, good. dude. PJ loves Credit Ben Fleet. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think it's. Uh, I don't think it's bad music. I think it's pretty good. But I do think there's there's a uh, listen. Everyone's going to want to do something. I think when you're young, especially like if you're a teenager, you're always going to want something that's different. And even now, yeah. like when we listen, like when we, we do, we obviously still book control. And when we started it, a 19 year old is now 29. Yeah. Like the kids that were going to control 10 years ago are now aged out. Yeah. The, the artist instinct is to reinvent yourself. To really have a progressive career is to stay in the lines of reinventing yourself. Because yeah. very few people come out the other side. No, the, totally. the ones that do, legacies. But you have to resign to the fact it would be like Daft Punk coming out of an acoustic album. You, <laughs> you, but but you have to. But there's also this idea of that's once a, you are in that, the public that's domain. Amazing, by the way. But when, when once you're in the public domain, people expect something from you. And that's the, the trade-off for being in the public domain. And what I hate is I hate people that try and reinvent themselves to make that the story. That is kind of like the for lowest the, for the sake of reinventing themselves. Denominator. Yeah. I agree. You know what I mean? It's Don't contrived. reinvent it yourself. That's, that's, it if you want to keep yeah. building and have real careers, you stay yourself, but you just get better. You don't try and be something else. Yeah, but I think what the problem you run into, Seb, is just not like you. Uh, I'll quote you. Like you, you talk about that you subscribe to to the Odell model of releasing music, right? Banger after banger after banger. Don't release don't release music till you have bangers. I don't think everyone's capable of reinventing themselves and I don't think everyone's capable of coming out with bangers, unfortunately. Right. So that's why that's what but absolutely yeah, I, but that's why most artists shouldn't have careers that are longer about seven years. Because I'm sorry, but people just don't have that much juice. And that's fucking okay. Make room for other people. There's this kind of level of entitlement that once you're up there 
you're supposed to stay because you've kind of made it. You don't, you, you, very few humans have that level of creativity in them that can sustain it for that long. Yeah, but come on, this is America. People look at things that no one- For five no, minutes. No one's like, I'm going to be good for seven years and then I'm going to hand it off to the next guy. No yeah, one's ever but said that's, that. I, I know no one's ever said it, but that's the fucking reality. Totally. But everyone's looking to, I mean, when you become an artist and you get, you sign to a label and you're, you're, everyone's hyping you up and everyone's talking about you. No one says, everyone's going, look at the Beatles. Look at, look at these acts that reinvented themselves over and over and over. And given one out of a hundred thousand bands could possibly be the next Beatles, maybe more than that. Well, they're truly, sorry, go ahead. But we have this, I don't remember what my point was. The best be, artists don't reinvent themselves. They yeah, just stay in their lane a, and get better. That's well, just a fact. It's just an organic change. It's like Elvis, like, you know, like, well, stayed in his lane. I mean, I'm just saying you stay stayed in, in his lane, lane. But he, he did a very serious pivot later in his career that worked for him. Right, but not that far of a pivot. pivot. Uh, aesthetically, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess sonically now. But um, it's like Jack White stays in garage rock. Whether you, no matter kind of what kind of project he's in, he's always kind of got that at its core, and that's conscious. What is what? What lane is Juice World in? Will Will Runzel's <laughs> lane? I mean, but yeah, um, you, you can make the argument that you can if you become huge, like Foo Fighters. I don't think does anything. That yeah, sounds... Foo Fighters is not capable of pivoting at this point in their career. It's and fine. I don't think they. And it's fine. Like, like we talked about, I think Color Shapes one of the best, best albums, albums of that decade. If yeah, it's easily the best album of that decade, rock wise. There's um, also there's also the argument once you once you write a hit album like that. At now all you got to do is continue to, put to write the hits, out. and that's exactly what they did with Nothing Left to Lose. Yeah, they just went and because Learn to Fly. Whether you it was a hit. It's it a, a hit. hit. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, like they did it the right way. Best of you. Yeah, and, and I kind of feel it. that people go, they people almost use the reinvention idea as a way of getting out of staying on the hits. It's like let's because I'm not capable of writing a fucking smash hit in my lane. I'm gonna go left field, so it's a distraction, and people obviously want something new for me. That's a good. That's I think a that's point. lazy. Yeah, and I but think then you that also cuts have, the men from like, the boys. Look at Paul's boutique from BC Boys. Like that's a, that was a massive departure. From, well, B- from their first album. Okay, but Beastie and, Boys are And at a bit, the time, it wasn't appreciated. You Looking back, it, it was- I mean, Beastie Boys started as a punk rock band. So like, you, you know- True. You, you know, but, but there that, wasn't that hits is on Paul's Boutique, is my point. Absolutely, but that is an exception. I, I will put my hand up and say that, that that's an exception. But but you don't, you know, that the right way to do it is the way that Foo Fighters, maybe not now on Foo Fighters, but the way that growth happens. If, if yeah. you want a career and you want to play stadiums and you want to be on radio and you want to actually be a musician for the rest of your life, get used to the fact that you are, once you're out there, that's what you are. And when you go left, you better be fucking great at going left like Radiohead. Right. Right. Yeah. You got to be right, right? Yeah. Radiohead have made it work because they're so fucking good. At going left, most people wouldn't be that. It's a distraction because they can't write the hits. But I also think Radiohead d- goes left like that because they don't care. I yeah. don't think. I think they're a band that cares. They care. No, a no, lot. no, no. Okay, no. Let, let me back that up. They don't care in the sense that, of course, they care about their careers and of course they care about what they're doing. But I don't think they care. Like if you don't like it, it's like fine. But they are an anomaly. I've I started off this whole yeah, thing with their absolutely. anomaly. Exactly. You can't compare Radiohead to anyone. There'll never be another Radiohead type act. Just, never. Yeah. Just not. I think there will. I think there's more likely to be another Radiohead act than a um, 
most careers go downhill when people get off their lanes. It's just the fucking fact. It's just, just. Well, and, the, and I understand the artist's desire to do it. Like, I totally get it. Yeah, but you want to do something artist, different. Yeah. But being an artist, part of actually being an artist is staying in that lane, if that makes sense. That's not the record label okay, guy but so talking. At but, this point, I think you, with, with Foo Fighters or Red Hot Chili Peppers, would you prefer to see them take a chance or would you prefer to see them keep pumping, no. churning out the same Fuck stuff? Fuck no. No, you think same thing. I'm stop, not talking. Stop making albums. I'm not saying. Yeah, I mean, with those two bands, probably stop, stop making, making albums. albums. But, but, but <laughs> hey, I would rather. You know what's what? You know what sucks? You know what's what? This, this is your agreement. When EDM was on the rise, and you started having people go into the EDM world, that was kind of a bit fucking gross. That didn't need to be there. Yeah, that's how's cool. that played off? It's kind of not played off for people. So, give me an example. <laughs> I can tell you one 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 thing that played off would have been Aloe Black, but but. Um, I'm just trying to think of distasteful people that, you know, like everyone was pitching features and, you know, you'd, well, get, the, you'd get those emails from public, yeah, with publishers know, being like, oh, can we get this guy from this band in an EDM session? You but, got those emails, dude. But I will we all say, got those emails. Fair, but I will say that it is lately, surprisingly, because they a lot be, of people have had uh, solo careers catapulted off of the heels of doing collaborations, given they were collaborations. Who? Mo, uh, the girl that did the song with Snake Lean On, She's okay. now putting out a bunch of stuff. She, yeah, Roses I, is starting to put out some stuff. They did the song with Chainsmokers. Halsey, you can argue, yeah, had her I big would break say with Halsey. Closer. I There's would. been some there, lately. I think working, but with that's the top launching. Five guys, that's yeah. launching an artist. You're saying we're saying two different things. You're absolutely right. That works for launching an artist. It's when the um, groups that are tr the groups that kind of don't have the hit in them right now. They go, I'm going to do something left. I'm going to try this new thing on this thing that's just rising in culture. Let me jump up on that. That tends to not work very well in their favor. Oh, you're absolutely right. With breaking artists, that's the way to do it. When I think when you're doing, you're making that move out of desperation versus actual uh, interest in the genre, then yeah, it comes off contrived and it doesn't usually work. What you're saying. Yes. If you're actually getting into the music because you like it and you actually think there's some play for you there, that's a little different. But I do think when you see a huge act try to cross over and just jump into the lane, it doesn't, it really works. I think a lot of perfect example is 95% uh, of the hip hop collaborations in dance music don't work. No shit. Maybe 99%. I can't even think of one that I'm like, oh, make Kid Cudi. Uh, Steve Aoki is the Wa only Waka. Waka works. Waka works as a collab with an EDM artist. Well, Waka started using EDM beats. That that kind of kept his career going. I wouldn't I'm say not. I'm not going to say that. That's not like a good example as far as like this is how you should do it. I'm just saying. Ask me how many tickets he sold in January. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's wrap it up. Oh really? That was fun. Neon black.
Here's the thing about new Cherry Vanilla Coke. Though cherries named first, all the flavors taste just as great. I mean, it could have just as easily been Vanilla Cherry Coke, or it could have been Coke Cherry Vanilla. And since it's two amazing flavors of Coke, it might have been Coke Vanilla Cherry Coke or Cherry Vanilla Coke Coke. Mm, unless you're in France, which would make it Le Coke de la Vanilla de la Cherry de la Creme. New Cherry Vanilla Coke, so good together. And New Cherry Vanilla Coke, zero sugar, same great taste, zero sugar.